Well, Michelle, thank you so much for jumping on an, an alternative approach. This is for misfits, outcasts, and those that march to the beat of their own drum. We're looking for the alternative ways to life that just kind of makes sense for us, right? That maybe are a little counterintuitive and yet they work. And if they work, why should we judge them, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So Michelle, I, I I found Michelle in a group. I resonated strongly with her and I'm so glad that she's on. Michelle, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Well, thanks for having me on, Julia. It's so lovely to be here. Um, you want the long story or the short story? <laughs> uh, we got I'll lots just... of time, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll distill it down. Um well, you know, in terms of work, I have been a mental health occupational therapist since 2001. So if anybody knows occupational therapy, to be a mental health OT is already a bit unique. Most people think I'm like helping people walk, but no, I'm helping people live in the presence of pretty significant mental illness. So that journey, through that journey, I was on my own personal healing journey because I don't think any of us get through life without needing to do some healing. And I found, <laughs> I found some cool modalities that have really helped me. Awesome. And one of them is, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, please go ahead, share these modalities. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the biggest one is the ability to have a relationship with my own super conscious mind. Mm -hmm. So, um, that uh, that my own superconscious mind can help heal my mind and body and spirit, which really connects me to my my essence, my divine purpose, my soul, whatever word you want to use. Um, and it has brought so much freedom and joy and happiness in my life. It's really been um, life changing. So now I'm trying to spread the message about um, living with. Um, a relationship with yourself to be your best self and enjoy your best life. So I'm like, I have a couple questions. <laughs> um, awesome. My first question is how did, how did you find this? And was there a, a point along this journey that you had that option to take a traditional approach and you didn't take it. And then why? What what were the factors mm. that went into that decision? Mm. That's that interesting question. I am I am an Aquarius. Is that enough? <laughs> I'm open <laughs> to new things. <laughs> I I think I spent a long enough time in the medical world to see that. Mm, the answer wasn't there for healing one. I also had some terrible experiences when I went to, you know, therapist for myself. Cause I know so much about therapy. I'm like this, you, what you're saying is not helpful. <laughs> um, so I started, you know, I think I tried the traditional stuff and then I dipped my toe into, you know, fairly now it's fairly common is mindfulness. So I dipped my toe into that. It was kind of like a little bit of a journey. So mindfulness. And then I got into really into mindful self-compassion, which is its own little niche, which is really lovely and helpful. Um, and then it's Facebook. That's a woman came across her on Facebook. I am a bit of a junkie. It is one of my 
on numbing strategies is a little bit of Facebook. And, uh, um, I know she just beamed her energy was like beaming. I'm like, who is this person? And she was talking about healing trauma very quickly at the source. I'm like, my ears perked up because all my clients have trauma. Well, I have trauma. Most of us have trauma. Um, yeah, big T, little T, we all have it, right? <laughs> yeah, so, um, and she was beaming and she, uh, yeah, and so I tried her thing and it's amazing. And so then I took the course and then I certified and I feel, I just actually posted on her Facebook page yesterday. I'm like, Paulette, I finally am beaming like you are. Like, I'm not at the stage where it's 24 seven, but I feel like I've, I've got there. I've gotten a taste of that energy of total freedom and joy and bliss when you're just living life because you're not dependent on what's going on in your world to be happy. I think that's um, a wonderful. That's a wonderful answer. And I love the observation of you being able to be so wholly present and joyful in being present, right? I think there's a number of us that have gone through traumas, big T, little T, that make it really hard for us to stay present, right? Because the present is so uh -huh. painful, so we're constantly trying to escape it. And I think- uh -huh. Yes. I think a lot of us that have taken alternative approaches to life, maybe trying to like go around that which causes pain, whether direct or indirect, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think it's in our human nature to avoid pain. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and 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 for sometimes, and of course, why would we do it? <laughs> but sometimes it it creates these patterns in our lives that aren't serving us right um and to heal the pain like to heal it in a gentle way um and to be empowered to to, to do it yourself on a daily basis and on a regular basis through life is what to me is magical about the relationship with the superconscious mind because when i first started i would get triggered all the time by the things that trigger me, right? Triggered into a big emotional reaction. I have a big abandonment wounds, right? Big feelings. Yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah, big, big feelings. And, you know, my husband's not, he's an avoidant probably attachment oh. style. So he doesn't want to hear about these feelings. That's the common pattern. I'd avoidant and anxious. Right. So being able to like my journey was first being aware of that I was having big feelings, right? And that I could be an observer of my big feelings. Then the second step was um, to be kind to myself in the presence of the big feelings, which is a big step. That's but... so hard. That is so hard. It's so much easier to judge ourselves, to be like, why are you feeling this way? I, you should not be feeling this way. And I think, right, to like tie in how that plays and. So much of us, so many of us, right? Misfits, outcasts, those that march to the beat of our own drum, like that, all of that comes into that where it's like, I think it's really hard 
not to judge ourselves that we're not taking the traditional approach that mm-hmm. we're not, you know, it's yeah. like especially, and I'm sure you've met this resistance coming from a medical background and then going into very holistic and, you know, some people would call it the woo, but it's mm-hmm. right. It's real. And like the mind manifestation into the body is mm-hmm. right. It, so I'm sure you've encountered that resistance as people are like, yeah, but it's not science. <laughs> I first had to encounter the resistance in my own mind <laughs> um, because you know, is it, it's so woo, can it work? And so I had to have it work on me. Um, and it did, and it does. And it's, it's a journey. I'm not fully healed or enlightened for anything, anything like that, but it, you know, I'm definitely happier a lot more of the time. And, um, I read a lot. I had to read a lot of books, a lot of like first spiritual spirituality books and then, um, science books. And there you know, it's not mainstream, but there's a lot of information out there. So once you start looking, you can, the, the woo has been written down enough times to, that it's believable, <laughs> you know, right. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's sometimes what I say, what I've started to say to people is, you know, if something's not work, working for you, look for an alternative because there are alternatives out there once you start looking. Right. So when you, when you went into this, you mentioned that they were healing trauma very quickly. So in your experience, and this is me just being absolutely curious in your experience on both sides, cause it, you know, from what you've told me, you've been on both sides of the traditional and then the, the holistic minds, body, spirit connection, How, like on average, what does it look like to heal trauma on the traditional side? And then on the holistic side, what is the shortest amount of time that you've seen? And what do you think makes the biggest difference? Well, in the traditional side, I don't see a lot of people getting to healing. I see Mm -hmm. a lot of symptom management. Um, Right. So people, you know, learning to live, with and um versus getting to the root and healing it's i i don't know where and i think it probably depends on what country you're in and what medical system you have um where i live and i'm in canada so we have you know free medical system but the mental health system isn't that great and it's a lot of kind of old school talk therapy which is not really evidence-based so i don't see a lot of real real healing. Um, in, in the method that I use and that I have seen used, um, it's, you know, it can happen quite quickly, really. Um, you know, a handful of sessions, it kind of depends, um, within, within 10 sessions at the most. Um, so like on a weekly session, so to, it's, I'm going to kind of mirror back to make sure that I'm understanding uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. that is. So you're saying that in the traditional system, we're, ta- we're talking more about like the symptom management and it's ongoing, right? And uh-huh. you're like talk therapy where it's, 
you might make it through a crisis and then until the next crisis arises because that source is still kind of there messing things up yeah you still have your wound right and then on the holistic you've seen healing and you said in as short as like three sessions and the maximum you've seen is 10 sessions now a, a session is it like once a week help me understand yeah, you know, well, everybody's different. You do generally need some time for processing. So once a week is probably a good um, uh, pace, but it can be, you know, once every two weeks, depends on, you know, your life and what you've got going on, right? I appreciate that, um, right? Yeah, you know, a, a session, what it looks like with me anyway, it's anywhere from an hour, it's around an hour. You know, sometimes 90 minutes depends how far we go. And it's really cool because it's your super conscious mind that is directing the process. Okay. And so, mm -hmm. so I <laughs> communicate with your super conscious mind through the field. I pick it up with my intuition. I have a whole procedure that I'm, um, it is really weird. Which is why I'm on your podcast. <laughs> I love it. I I'm like I'm in because yeah. I love this, right? Like it's a totally different way of approaching life. And I'm like, yes, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So my superconscious communicates with your superconscious or yours does to mine. Well, back and forth actually. And then I teach your superconscious how to neutralize the memory and um, or the emotions, and then we flow through a process. And so some of it's happening outside of your awareness, like your unconscious part of your brain, the old iceberg picture. So half the tip of what is the iceberg is what you're aware of, you're consciously aware of, and the rest of it under the water is gurgling away, creating our reality. So your super conscious mind can access the whole iceberg, right? Okay. And so it, it will deal with stuff below your level of awareness so um it's really holistic and quite comprehensive what it can tackle or what it can treat or neutralize or release um when we work so, together yeah what does this look like for when when you were saying like symptom management and the ongoing i immediately thought of chronic conditions right mm -hmm. chronic diseases so have you seen this applied in those kind of chronic conditions and what are the results that you have seen either way? Well, there's fantastic results. I think that most, I'm of the opinion and I've read a lot of books, that most chronic conditions are a result of trauma and repressed or suppressed emotions. Okay. Um, yeah. That would be Gabor Mate. He's a big, big wig, big doctor, and um, various other trauma physicians have talked about this. So, our brain mind body system stores our emotions in our cellular level and energetic level, and it creates a lot of havoc for us, including any sort of autoimmune or chronic fatigue. Um, type of illness I'm like so speaking my language I mean <laughs> there's so many there's so many of us especially as women right my my husband yes. says like you carry so much you just gotta let it go and I'm like if I knew how to let it go I wouldn't be carrying 
Yes, I think you might be speaking to the patriarchy <laughs> and how us women, we carry so much. Like, can we swear in your podcast? That, yeah, you know, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> we carry so much shit that's not ours to carry. And we carry it generationally. And I think cellularly and then all of our previous lifetimes. I'm, I actually believe in that stuff too. So, you know, we carry, we do carry a lot and a lot of it is at the unconscious level, but we are also trying to live in a system that is not really conducive to our needs, but it's, yeah, it is not, I fully agree. And that's part of the reason that I like started this podcast, right. A little bit on, on that is just because I was so tired of seeing a society that isn't built for us. That uh -huh. isn't right. And not just as women, but just as being different, your brain's working differently. You're looking for different and, uh -huh. you know, and it's like, well, why can't I earn a full-time income and be home with my kids? Like why, 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 yeah. do I have to, you know, my husband's like, you can't have it all. And I was like, why not? Why not? Why, <laughs> why can't I taking alternative approaches to it? Mm. Right. Why, why can't yeah. I? like, why not? I like my favorite, my favorite mantra is why not? <laughs> I love it. I love it. We need to change the system and it's one person, one family at a time. Right. My mission is to change it one heart at a time. So I really want people to heal their hearts, heart wounds, heart traumas, whatever. It sounds a little bit negative, but to heal their heart, we reveal what's underneath what we're born with, which is this magical essence of unconditional love and joy. And when we can access or remember that again, we can shine bright and anything can become our reality. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds kind of cheesy. Anything <laughs> can become a reality, but I don't know. Life certainly can be a lot happier and easier. Well, and on this, I completely agree with that. And on the science side, I know that you've read a lot. So I'd love to touch on that just a little bit, if that's okay. Sure. Of um, course. So what have I can you... geek out all day on this stuff. Oh, right. <laughs> you I'm in. Because I think I think that helps a lot with people being oh. more open and I'm, I'm going to say more open to the woo right mm -hmm. you know like for me personally my faith is incredibly strong and I have a very personal relationship with right like with God uh -huh. the divine and so for me like that's like oh yeah of course like he told me to wear this today like <laughs> but I've if you tell that to somebody on the street, they kind of look at you funny. <laughs> They're like, yeah. um, should I, you know, they kind of start scooting away. They're like, mm. <laughs> is it catching? <laughs> well, first of all, you don't have to believe, you don't have to believe anything for this method to work, right? A, I'll say that you don't have to believe anything. You can just talk to your Super, you're super, well, super conscious isn't that woo, but you can just let me do all the talking. You don't have to believe any of it for it to work. Right. Or like, would I you, was, oh, would you sorry? Only call that your subconscious? Like the super conscious, yeah. is that also, you know, like, a, and I'm looking at common phrasing that 
any of the anybody that might be listening would understand where it's like okay sure. so, like your your higher self it, right higher self subconscious higher self. the i i loved how you brought in the intuition because i think a lot of people it's like oh my gut told me you know it's like i i uh-huh. know it <laughs> like I, yes I we're all we're happen. all intuitive how mm-hmm yeah, I think, you know, this is kind of the same process of uh, reviewing as I went through the process of learning this modality and, and developing my own relationship with my superconscious mind, my spiritual side grew um, or was revealed to me. Um, and it was not something I read in books first. It was really something that I felt. Experienced, first. right. You had that experience. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then I started to read in books. I'm like, oh, that's what this is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's I think I call it a side effect of of clearing your heart wounds really connects you to the greater. But it doesn't um um it doesn't have to be a goal of the work. The goal of the work can just be finding your joy, releasing your pain, releasing your trauma, having more calm, having more focus, having less anxiety having less body pain, any of those things can be the goal of the work, better relationships. In your, in your reading with the science, I, I'm making this assumption and tell me if this is correct, please feel free to fill in any holes where a lot of this work, you can see it neurologically, right? Like, Uh yeah. Uh Yeah, so the inventor of MAP, she has done the brain scans with people before and after, which is really cool. For example, um, she clearing fears is quite easy. So they had a woman who had a really strong fear of heights and they measured her before and they measured her after one session and she walked right up to the edge of the super tall building, totally fine, and measured <laughs> and... Yeah. Yeah. One okay. session. Fears are actually quite easy to clear. So, uh, I'm like, yeah. no, absolutely. <laughs> I don't have a fear of heights. I have a fear of falling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, me too. And I used it. We went on vacation and had this big suspension bridge and all these tree ladders. And I was really scared at first, but I just like, okay, remember I got my super conscious. I just engaged my super conscious and it was fun by the end. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Because the other part that I didn't, I didn't speak to yet is after you clear all this stuff, like in every session, after we clear, we create. So it's like a garden. If your mind is a garden and you pull a bunch of weeds, there's room to plant some flowers. So what would you like instead? What beliefs would you like? What emotional states would you like? We can, we can create them. And it's not really, it's not just affirmations. It's creating that to be true in your whole mind body system right like feedback loops so to speak yeah like i think to speak personally my most powerful session i ever received was on lovability right i'm not lovable was a core wound i carried around my whole life which as you can imagine affected a lot of things yeah so you know, in one session, we re- she really got cleared a whole bunch of shit and then tapped into I am lovable. Well, it didn't feel true at first. 
but she, you know, we cleared it, we cleared it, we cleared it, we cleared it. By the end of the session, I'm falling. I'm like, so lovable. Changed my life. Right. Changed my life. Sounds like it, it enabled you to be able to receive. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so those kind of, we all, we all walk around with these heart wounds, these core beliefs, these core identities. We can't, even if you had the best childhood in life, you still are going to have some of these because something would have happened at school or somebody looked at you sideways. It's just inevitable. Then if you add in some trauma and you've got more of these or deeper ones and they can shift. It's the, I, so my, my husband comes from a third world country. He comes from Peru. Mm-hmm. And so we, I talked to him about different scales, right? For like good and bad. And my mm-hmm. scale might only go up to like seven and his goes mm-hmm. up to 15. Mm-hmm. So right. what is bad for me? And then mm-hmm. other people that I've encountered, maybe their scale is only at three or four. Right. Mm-hmm. So what for me, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm doing great. I'm doing so good. And people are like, <laughs> this was so traumatic. And I'm like, yes. but how? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Unique perspective on everything we go through. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, if you are carrying a lot, like you, you, you mentioned, your husband said that you you seem to be carrying a lot. Well, it's true for a lot of us. And so Sometimes I say we need to let those bags down, right? We need to send them away, <laughs> right. pack them and send send them send them away. And this is a way of doing that because you can um, the superconscious can clear themes and patterns and things that are related, and you don't have to remember everything. You don't have to remember anything. The superconscious can do it all outside of your awareness. Um, that's a pretty telling, I I feel like that alone, it's like, look, it's like, um, the cartoons where they put on a record to learn a foreign language and they just go to sleep and then they're like, yes, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I'm fluent in French. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite that easy, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, it's not like talk therapy where you have to talk and relive it. You you really just kind of bring it into your ice into that iceberg in your mind. So you tip dip your toe into it a little bit and then it's there and the superconscious can work on it. That's awesome. So aside from of course working with you. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you were to give our listeners, an actionable tip that they could bring into their daily practice, into their daily life, what would it be? Hmm. I think it's like, I I often use like a three-step thing. So the first is awareness. So I can, let's just call them heartful moments. Pause in your day and check in with where you're at. Check in, just do a quick little how am I doing? Check in with my heart. How am I feeling? And if feeling words are hard, then just what color is my heart today? What is, it, what is the weather in my heart today? Is it raining? Is it windy? Is it sunny? Let's check in. And non-judgmentally, we're not going to get into the shoulds. We're just going to notice. Notice. 
And then I like to put my hand on my heart. Scientifically, that does give you some oxytocin and makes you calmer. I put my hand on my heart and I just breathe. I just notice what's going on with me. And then if I want to change something, I, I, I shift into, you know, how would I, I think about, maybe this is the way to say it. I think about the next 30 minutes or the next hour of my day. And I create with conscious intention, what healing state do I want to bring in this next half an hour or hour of my day, right? If I'm about to go into a work meeting, I hope I feel really calm and connected and grounded. And this is all going to go swimmingly. If I'm about to, I don't know, do something with my kid, we're going to really connect and feel the love and it's going to be great. So that's a three-step heartful moment, awareness, breathe, and then shift into conscious intention. I need to figure out how to shorten that a bit, but I, I would, you I can would edit just it. go with intention, right? <laughs> Set an intention, but because that's yeah. what it sounds like it, but that's, and I've loved so I love that, right? The no, like notice, breathe, intention, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I especially love the, what color is my heart today or what is the weather? <laughs> yeah. Because I know there's there's a fair amount of us that may struggle with feelings. <laughs> so something, yeah. something that is a lot safer right and I there we go revealing some of my trauma right (laughs) where wait said that it's safe to not feel maybe feelings somehow were unsafe (laughs) (laughs) well I think to to be kind to yourself most of us were not taught how to feel feelings and most of us were taught to shove them away right yeah, so I'm really trying to to unshame our emotional experiences. That's another, you know, my, part of my mission is to heal the hearts. And part of that is unshaming our emotional experiences. And, you know, as yes, I'm having many more moments of joy, but I am also giving myself permission to feel the big feelings. And like, yeah, I just had my birthday. And I went to the beach and I raged for an hour and I released all the anger. Well, not all, a portion of the anger. (laughs) A good amount. (laughs) A good amount. But I don't think I'd have ever really given myself permission to do that, right? Have a good old messy cry and scream and get really, really mad. And And then step into, okay, I've released that. What do I want now? What's next? Yeah, intention. I think there's a good portion of us that may not have. I I like how you did this in a really healthy way. Like you selected a time and a place to let that out. I think there's a a lot of us that maybe carry a good amount of anger and rage, and because you know that which you resist persists, right? Yes. Yeah. So, but it's. I look at it like it, you, you could use the cup example of, you know, what you fill your cup with and, mm-hmm. but it's also, I, I look at it also like a, um, like a toy teddy bear, right? 
you stuff mm-hmm. it, you stuff it, you overstuff it. Well, the stuffing is going to come out of the seams. So wherever mm-hmm. it's weak, right? Wherever the seams are weak, like that stuff, mm-hmm. what you stuffed it with, it's going to start coming out. And I think there's a, a fair amount of us that m- rage unintentionally <laughs> without mm-hmm. intention, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then you you still arrive at the same moment of what next, mm-hmm. right? And if done in an unhealthy way, there is typically like repair that needs to happen. And maybe there's, you know, in your experience after getting that rage out, is that where a lot of intentions go is like into repair, into rebuilding, or is it mm-hmm. just maybe breathing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you're if you're not conscious of where you're letting it out and it's squeaking out all over the place, you might be then dealing with yeah the repair of whatever mess you made. Or what I think people do is they um, use something to change their feeling state, right? Mm. Alcohol or drugs or food or shopping or gambling. Mm-hmm right? Distraction, the numbing. Yeah. So then, then you're left dealing with that or, or you have the rage event and then you feel the shame. So then, you know, right. That, I think that pattern is also common. Yeah. I love your teddy bear analogy. I'm going to steal that one. Oh, please do. <laughs> like, <come for> it. <laughs> That's really good. I think the other thing to consider is sometimes that stuffing comes out in the body right? That we, um, in our culture, we are less attuned to how much the mind is connected to the body. So it can come out in knee pain, in skin rashes, in a fever, in chronic illness, or anything, any, any, your, your brain and body can make any sort of issue. So I have a question that's, again, we're going pure curiosity because I love to ask questions. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is, are there any common correlations that you see with your clients or even in the research? It's like those that have this type of wound right? Because we're, we're talking about heart wounds. So whether that be abandonment or even, um, you know, rage, I think is a symptom. So I don't necessarily want to use that as a source. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's the, the control because people feel unsafe or mm-hmm. whatever that is. Are there ways that those commonly manifest? Like, oh, if you have skin rashes, it's typically one of these kinds of wounds. Or if you have uh, chronic pain, chronic inflammation, Hashimoto's, Crohn's disease, you know, Mm. like a lot of the the research has suggested, right? And I say suggested because, and I hope anybody listening, this is not medical advice, please see your medical professional. We are just talking through and exploring the possibilities. Yes. (laughs) 
Yes. I, like I said earlier, once you start looking, you will find. And if you are looking for alternative explanations to physical issues, there are a lot, there is lots of information out there. Have I seen, personally, I haven't done this long enough to see patterns. Um, I think that the core wound of worthiness is a really big one that many people struggle with. And then that turns into some behaviors like people pleasing that creates this cycle of um, not getting our own needs met, pleasing others, not getting our own needs met, that creates more anger that we stuff down or resentment that we stuff mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. um, so it creates more and more emotions or more and more stuffing in that bear <laughs> um, that then squeaks out. So I'm not really answering your question about specific illnesses. I think that... Um, that people pleasing though has been linked to rheumatoid arthritis and um, heart disease and some cancers. Yeah, I think a lot of that is in the the work of Gabor Mate, and he has a new book out, the Myth of Normal, which is quite helpful. Okay, if you're interested in this Absolutely. kind of stuff to read, like yeah, to read. <laughs> But um, it is a bit like reading a textbook. So <laughs> I, I caution you. Uh, but right. um, <laughs> I think it's just, it's just, it doesn't, yeah. I don't think that we know that. I mean, any autoimmune, if you think about it, an autoimmune illness is your own immune system fighting itself. So is there something in the self that is... You're that done. is, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely out of my league here. I'm not an ex expert expert. I like just thinking of I, it as no, the I, I like this. This is an exploration, <laughs> right? This is an exploration. And I would be interested to see, like, for example, right. Thinking about your autoimmune and whether it's, that would be linked to something like self-loathing, right? Which isn't necessarily uh -huh. unworthiness or people-pleasing, but like the self-loathing, which is typically a deep, uh, deep shame, right? And insecurity. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I would, I would think yes. Wouldn't it make sense? Right. So in your research have you seen also because i know that we touched a little bit on the neurology that we've seen the brain scans before and after uh -huh. uh -huh. significantly uh -huh. different have they also found it at the cellular level i know that you mentioned it in passing earlier but i would love to look into that a little more mm. i think the map, the people, the method that I learned, they haven't measured it at the cellular level. Well, I imagine actually I should, shouldn't say that they might, and you know, in an autoimmune group, which they have done, you know, I imagine there'd be some changes at the, in the, in the, whatever the markers are for your level of, um, immune response in your body or inflammation in your body. Um, Yeah, I'm not calling to mind specifically at the moment cellular, I think. Um, yeah, I'd be interested. I feel like there's a research on the tip of my tongue if it was um, 
Joe Dispenza, he talks about that, about, mm, do you know him? I don't. There's a lot of, oh, he does a lot of, um, games. this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His best book that I loved is Supernatural, Becoming Supernatural. Okay. I loved it because the last line of the book is what would love do? Because I think the mo best we can do, well, not the best. I, my personal belief is we're all made of love. And if we can get into that loving felt state, that felt sense of love, we are sending healing energy to ourselves and others. So, um, so if we ask ourselves as we go about our day, well, what would love do in this situation? It's a good, it's a good compass. I find. I love that. I love that a lot. And I yeah, think, so you know, and on the, I, it's like, if a study hasn't been done, I encourage you to do one, right? Where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be cool to be able to see like, you know, uh, if you're looking at inflammation markers or even blood pressure, oh. right? And oh. to look at blood pressure beforehand and then after. And talking about like stress tests, like to take a stress uh -huh. test before uh -huh. and then after and to see how people respond I, again at that cellular level. Because I do think uh -huh. there is a lot of that manifestation and, and that's kind of a, I know it's a buzzword right now, like the manifestation of the mind spirit beliefs into the physical body. But I, I think a lot of people also underestimate the power of the brain. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah, because we haven't linked it to the body or the heart, really. We haven't linked what happens up here. We haven't really made that connection, the whole mind-body connection. I don't, it's not that new, but it is new, right? <laughs> like I know my general physician doesn't believe in it. So, um, you know, it's still, it's still very alternative and, but the evidence is growing and growing and growing and growing. So one of these days, right. it'll be I'm normal. I'm excited. <laughs> it's good. Well, is there anything that you wanted to explore a little bit more that I haven't already asked you about? Is there anything that in particular you wanted to share? Hmm. Well, we have talked about a lot. Um, I am super passionate about the subject, obviously. I really think it's a path for many people to deal with anything. Um, I guess because, you know, as an OT, I still do work as an OT. We're very practical people. So I always, um, you know, sometimes it sounds all out there, like all this heart wound healing and blah, blah, blah. It's not very I try to distill it down to, well, how is this going to help me in my daily life, right? That's what us OTs do. How is this going to help you in your daily life? So when somebody comes to a session, we don't start with, well, what's the worst thing that happened to you? And let's heal that. We start with what's going on in your life and what would you like to be different? Like, what would you like to be easier, right? That's where we start. Um, or I what know. pattern 
<laughs> yeah. What, what pattern keeps coming up for you, right? Are you getting that same fight with your husband all the time? Or do you always get a migraine on these certain days or something like that? When we start with that, and then we go into the superconscious and the superconscious finds what needs to be treated. And then by the end of the session, you're always feeling in a better feeling place. You're feeling lighter and brighter and you've shifted in your mind, body, and spirit. And whatever you came to, to, to feel, have more ease or whatever it is you came to have, you have it. I love that. Now you mentioned that you had three modalities that you use in these sessions. I know that we touched on one. Did you want to share the other two or is that a secret? Did I mention three? I don't <laughs> I I do blend some energetics um, in terms of um, um, energy healing, um, uh, seeing I, I am seeing more and more of people's energy blocks in their physical um, energetic blueprint. Mm-hmm. This is going to get really out there now. I'm, and- I'm in. Well, I ha- I'm like, I already have another question, which is it's like, <laughs> do you, you know, are, are those connected, say, like with acupuncture and acupressure points? Um, we do use, um, like chakras and meridians, that energy system in the superconscious healing, um, energetics. Yeah. And energetics. I use my own heart energy as well. And I, um, I can see blocks in people's energetic systems as well. So It's a combination of the superconscious, your superconscious, and my psychic senses and the energy work. Right. <laughs> yeah. My intuition. Yeah. So it's it really is a blend um, of a lot of really cool things. <laughs> I appreciate that because, like I said, I don't think a lot of people realize how, like, all three really are connected and create right that it it can create so many as you as you put it like patterns right patterns in our daily life that are negative right it's really about like how can we make living in this moment joyful yes it's a joy to be ourselves rather constantly struggling against (laughs) Oh, that's a beautiful summary, Julia. Thank you. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Well, okay. So now I want to give you some unabashed promo time. So if <laughs> you wanted our listeners to come to you, what are you offering for them? Oh, thank you so much. I think the best place to come is my Facebook group. I don't I hope everybody's on Facebook. It's um and I'll drop I'll emotion. Send me the links. And I'll drop them you'll drop the link. Yeah, the name in the group is probably going to change, but it's always going to have super conscious in it. <laughs> I just um so I think that's the best place because I go live and I do mini sessions, so you get to, to taste the weirdness and see what you think of it. Um, for example, the, the, the majesty, right? The yes. magic. You get to taste the magic. Like tonight I'm going on at 6 p.m. PST 
um, to talk about love because it's Valentine's Day. But I think many of us have a lot, a lot of heart wounds related to love, loving ourselves and receiving love. So we're going to do some shifting for that. And that's all free. And sometimes I do intuitive heart wound oracle readings help you um, hear some wisdom from your own heart. Um, so that's really the best place to get into my energy. And then um, I do have a website where you can learn more about me and follow the booking links to try out a session. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, Michelle, it has been <laughs> an absolute pleasure getting to know you, getting to know the science behind it. I have a couple of books here and I will definitely be dropping those also in our podcast description so that people that are interested can uh, do some deep dive exploration as well and uh, yeah yeah no thank you so much for coming on it's just been such a joy really 